Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle. And this is the Spooky Hour. I'm going to watch that movie tomorrow, so. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Uh, I know we're watching The Addams Family. I haven't Casper. I haven't decided beyond that. Probably Casper. There's a UFC, so we're going to watch oh. that at some point. <laughs> You guys were recording on Friday, so technically Halloween is tomorrow, but you'll hear this on Monday. So I hope you had a good Halloween. Yeah, we hope you had a great spooky time and we hope you were safe and had fun. I'm sorry this year's shitty, but you know, we're all doing our best. We're going to make up for it next year and we're going to have, we're just going to go all out. Yeah. Do, oh my God. So there's going to be a, a story post, but I had a crappy day at work <laughs> and Danielle FaceTimed me now to do the recording and I answered and she's wearing one of those big fucking blow up dinosaur costumes. <laughs> And it just made my night, and this is why we're best friends. <laughs> it's the all, all of my Halloween costumes are at my parents' house still, and it's the only one I had in my house. So it was perfect. It made my day. I was like a demon thing for work today. She was just her um, normal self, you guys. That's what I told people. Everyone's like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm me without makeup." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, joke. I'm wearing a shit ton of makeup right now. Um, and then I was gonna be Morticia Adams tomorrow on actual Halloween. And I was just going to do it to sit around my house, but, like, my face is crusty now, so... <laughs> You're like, make a She might need work. a break. <laughs> <laughs> the skin's looking a little rough. But, yeah, like I said, this year sucks, and my kind of attitude towards Halloween slash all of the other upcoming holidays is just, like, let it suck. Yeah, It's not going to be good. No. You know what I mean? Like, even if you try to make it work, it's not going to be good. So just let this year suck, and then tomorrow we'll come back swinging. Tomorrow. Next year, tomorrow. we'll come back swinging. <laughs> Holly's really ambitious, you guys. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow. The COVID's ending tomorrow. <laughs> um, Side note, you can edit this out if you want. I had a dream last night that My Chemical Romance dropped an album tomorrow because tomorrow's the one-year anniversary of the return. Yep. I'm not saying I'm psychic, but if it happens... You're psychic. I'm psychic. And it's going to be the best Halloween ever. It would literally... I would shit and die. See, if, if MCR, if you're listening, which we know you're not, but it'd be awesome if you were... <laughs> <laughs> Gerard, if you, you're up there, you gotta. You'll hear this on Monday, so you gotta travel back in time if you didn't release a fucking album, and you gotta release <laughs> it. Oh, this is funny. Uh, but yeah, that's it. We hope you guys had a great Halloween. Spooktober was so much fun. It was. We loved it. The giveaway was fun. What else did we do? The the haunting at home was a great time. Yep. We hope Our you themed enjoyed episodes. The spooky tales that was released on Saturday. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I like knew it was coming but like because it's all backwards (laughs) yes we hope you enjoyed the spooky tales thank you again to everyone who sent them in they were great this time i literally laughed so hard yeah my abs hurt when i (laughs) when i finished recording so thank you for making our night two weeks ago i don't know how long we time travel so much we can't keep up just deal with it yeah uh with that it's time to get spooky for the last time in october for us right now right currently but for the first time in christmas season yeah so spooktober is over just so we're clear this is just you know us being our slightly less spooky selves yeah spooky (laughs) just less spooky yeah but still spooky okay you guys today i am going to talk about the franklin castle i feel like we all know about this except holly it's franklin (laughs) not that not that castle that's what i thought of it the turtle (laughs) (laughs) um the Franklin Castle was built in 1881, and is it is in Cleveland, Ohio, on Franklin Boulevard, hence the Makes name sense. Franklin yep. House. Yep. 
real original. Um, it's apparently one of the most haunted places in Ohio, and it apparently has a curse associated with it. So okay. it was built by Haynes Tiedemann, or it's Tiedemann. It's one of the two. Um, he was a German immigrant and a very successful banker. Um, if and when I build my own castle, I'm just speaking it into existence. <laughs> I want it to be like the Franklin Castle. <laughs> when I build my own castle, she said. <laughs> I love that. This home has 30 rooms. The entire fourth floor is a full grand ballroom. Wow. Yeah. And on the outside, it's all just gargoyles. It's like oh, perfect. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Do you remember the TV show Gargoyles, the yes. cartoon? It came- we, we've just started rewatching that on... Uh, is it on Netflix or Disney Plus? Is it Netflix? It's one of the two, and me and Stuart started watching it again, too. That's so funny. I love that. That, yeah. that shows why we're emo. Yeah, definitely. That's the beginning <laughs> of our, our life, you guys. Literally. <laughs> so once the home was done being built in 1883, the Tiedemann family, uh, sorry, the Tiedemann family um, moved in. At first, it was normal, happy-go-lucky family. They are just living their best lives. And then in 1891, the 15-year-old daughter, Emma, had passed away. Her death was apparently caused by diabetes. And then a few weeks after Emma's death, Hayne's mother also passed away in the home, apparently from Aww. old age. So that's already two people that's passed away in this house. Um, over the years, the Tiedemann also lost three more children inside the oh, home. Wow. Yeah. All of them died in infancy. And altogether, they had six children, so they had two surviving children who died before Haynes even died. So it's crazy. They didn't. They they did have a son, and I believe he was about thirty five years old. I think his name was Carl, which is really funny. (laughs) And um, Carl, Carl, he um, was in like a minor car accident, and then I don't know if it was like the same day the car accident happened, but he ended up like jumping off a bridge and apparently committing suicide. But people said it wasn't suicide. So he wasn't like depressed or anything like that. So it was like really weird. Like Um, a possession type thing? I don't know. I don't know. It was just, Hmm. just, just weird. It was just a weird coincidence that, well, not a coincidence, but just a weird like situation that happened because it was like a minor Hmm. accident. He was just like, I'm just gonna go jump off this bridge. Goodbye. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, but rumors after like the his children kept Haynes children kept passing away um had sort of like started and like the legend behind it said that um had started about like Haynes um so when Emma passed away people started saying that Haynes might actually be like this evil asshole and may have had a part in his daughter's death <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like demon or something <laughs> evil demon demon evil asshole <laughs> Um, so now after his, after all this like death and tragedy that's happened in the house, Haynes started to do more construction on the house. It said he did this to distract his wife in hopes it would cheer her up. At the time, the ballroom didn't exist. So this was part of the construction was building that fourth floor. Um, it's also said that secret passages were built into the home as well. Um, now, currently, these passages have yet to be found in the home, but it's said they do exist. So there are many stories and legends on why these passages were built. Some say it was secretly built by um, Louise Tiedemann, who is Haynes' wife, um, without Haynes' knowledge, as a way to like get away from him because he's supposed to be this extremely evil guy behind doors. The evil asshole. Yeah, the evil asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, and some people say that um, it was built by Haynes himself as a way to commit murders without being detected. Ooh. Yeah, so people believe that Haynes murdered his niece, or apparently it could have been like an apparent illegitimate, an apparent illegitimate child. 
Um, and he ooh some Mori shit. Sorry, yeah. I was not near the microphone. I was yawning. Ooh some Mori shit. <laughs> yup. <laughs> um, and uh, apparently he hung her in one of those secret passages, but it's also said he could have hung her in the attic. So there's two kind of different stories with that one. Mm-hmm. It could be his niece or another child. Um, like one other one of his child, not with his wife, um, but and either hung her in the attic or in one of these passageways. Um, he is also said to have killed a servant girl and his apparent mistress, Rachel, and she died on her wedding day. And oh. a- yeah, apparently it was out of like a jealous rage from Haynes. It's not really said how she died, but apparently she did. And he was never like caught or anything like that. Like, it's all speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, his daughter, Emma, some people think that he had something to do with that as well. So, again, there's no evidence that Haynes committed any of these murders, nor had any part in these deaths. But fast forward to the 80s, and a medium was living in the castle at the time. And she basically came out and started this controversy, saying that he did indeed, like, commit these murders. Like, he w- she was, like, speaking to him, and he admitted it completely. Like, he killed oh. everyone. Yeah. But, unfortunately, that's not passable in a court of law. <laughs> yeah, no. And she's no longer living yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. And... 1895 louise passed away from liver disease and her husband haynes remarried hella quickly to a lady named henrita yeah henrita Henrita. (laughs) i love that (laughs) here for it um so louise's death really sparked that conversation again where haynes may have had something to do with her death because she died pretty young um people believe that just too many people died in this home for haynes to not play some sort of part in it yeah um and this really did contribute to the reputation the house has today so again, being one of the most haunted places in Ohio. So Haynes remarried a year after Louise's death. Haynes then sold the home also a year later to the Mulhauser family. So on January 22nd, 1908, Haynes died from arterial scoliosis. I can't pronounce that. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> Works for me. It sounds medical. Perfect. I'm going to try to say it again. His death was pretty much the end for like the Tiedemann family. All his grandsons and sons had died prior to him, so there was no one to really carry on the name. And when he passed away, there was no one to, like, inherit his fortune, so it kind of just, like, went back into, like, the state. Like, there was no one to claim it. Gotcha. Just done. Yeah. So now the Mulhauser... tax state, all of those people. Yeah. Seriously. So now the Mulhauser family um, will live in that home. Um so they bought it from haynes so they were a brewing family apparently this curse of like the franklin house took um a break a bit and just like left them alone like nothing crazy happened to this family um but in 1913 the mallhausers sold the castle to a german socialite party group um which was used as a place for meetings and like social parties however on the books it said that like that's what it was used for um allegedly it was said that um the germans were using this home for like housing spies and during that time it'd be like the nazi era unfortunately yeah yeah um so later on during like a restoration project this is like many years down the road a german shortwave radio was found in the rafters of the house um so that's why they think Mm -hmm. it was kind of used in that that sort of situation um it's also said that it may have been a site for a mass murder while this socialist uh, party owned it it said that a group of men were gunned down in the castle after a dispute to this day some people hear like people in the house having political like discussions and like really heated discussions but no one's actually there like they can hear people arguing and then like that's it i would shit myself <laughs> or i would start arguing with them i don't know one of the two 
<laughs> no, you would definitely start arguing with them. You're like, actually, hold on. Here's my I two forget cents. what we were watching. Oh, my, what was it? This chick, like, just walked out of a bar or something and just started get yelling at the first person she saw. <laughs> Girl's like, that's to yell every time we go out into public. It's so true. It really is. I just hate people, okay, guys? It's not your fault that everyone's stupid, okay? Exactly. I just call it out. It's fine. um so apparently um the hidden passageways and tunnels were expanded during the prohibition as well and made to extend all the way to lake erie oh wow yeah pretty far um so now in 1968 um james romano bought the castle from this german socialite group um james his wife and their six kids witnessed and experienced a lot of stuff in this home in terms of like the paranormal the kids of the romano romano family would talk about this invisible friend they had on the fifth floor and Mm. would ask their parents if they could feed this invisible friend asking for like extra treats to like take up this person like extra cookies or something like that um they said that this was a little girl and she just wouldn't stop crying and when mrs romano um went upstairs to see this crying little girl she wasn't there like she couldn't see this kid yeah that's creepy i creepy kid stories creep me out so much it really does i don't like it um and this one has a lot of them so um animals and children when they like see spirits that yeah. freaks me out so mrs romano witnessed like hearing organ music play randomly in different parts of the <gasps> home as well and she felt that she could feel a presence and she she assumed it was louise uh tiedemann for, i'm not sure why but she just felt that way Um, She would also hear disembodied footsteps and sounds coming from empty rooms. Um, Now, the family was experiencing enough paranormal um, occurrences that they reached out to the the Northeast Ohio Psychic Research Society. Basically, a group of ghost hunters, and they agreed to come up and, like, check out the home. According to reports, one of the members of the society actually ran out of the house screaming, like, was absolutely terrified. Yeah. They also asked a priest to come bless the home and the priest like showed up and just said it was too evil and didn't help at all. They're like, you're (laughs) fucked. Goodbye. Useless. Yeah. He's like, you know what, you guys, I'm good. So I'll see you later. (laughs) Enjoy your ghost. Bye. In 1974, the Romanos were like sick of living there and sold the castle to the Muscletos. I'm probably saying these names wrong, you guys. And you uh, at this this point, like it's just, you know it by now. Just just let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a thing. (laughs) Um, so now Sam Muscoletto knew about the history and how haunted this place is supposed to be and was like hella excited to own it. Sam started a business by offering tours and ghost tours of the home and I would, love that. Yeah, and would invite media to do like interviews and all that jazz. Um John Webster had visited the home. He was a Cleveland radio host and apparently during the interview John had like a tape recorder pulled off of him and thrown down the staircase. Oh yeah, and then in another instant, with like a television crew that was there, someone witnessed a ceiling light start to spin on its own. So it's like not just haunted; there's also like poltergeist activity as well. So Sam had witnessed a woman dressed in black just show up in the tower and then vanish. So mediums who have visited the castle believe and like have said that this is a spirit of Rachel, that mistress. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam would also hear strange noises and objects would just go like missing. During the during these tours Sam hosted, visitors also said that they saw this woman dressed in black and also reported hearing babies cry. And yeah, so oh. yeah, so the Romanos heard babies cry people visiting the home was hearing babies cry and they also felt like cold spots in different rooms 
Um, so Stam started to look for like these secret passageways and ended up finding like this weird panel in one of the towers. Um, when he removed it, there was a pile of human bones behind it. Oh, casual. Yeah, casual. The authorities um, said they were human bones, but very old and unidentif- wow, unidentifiable. So they were almost like too, when you touched it, they were, almost, they were extremely brittle. Uh-huh. So there wasn't much they could do with it, unfortunately. Um, but that was and I don't think that that like if they even could get DNA out of it, yeah. I highly doubt it'd be in any sort of system. Yeah, no, not by like the 1800s. Yeah. No, that's not <laughs> um, so some people say that Sam planted these bones to bring more attention to hit like this home and that he was trying to make a living off having it like a haunted ghost tour sort of thing. Yeah. I could kind of see that, but at the same time, where the fuck did he get human bones from? <laughs> oh, fair. I didn't even think. I was like, yeah, they could be fake bones, but no, they were like 100%. Yeah, they were that's human a bones. little bit morbid. You yeah. can get, um, like, some oddity shops have human skulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen anything other than skulls, but it's, like, expensive as fuck. fuck. Yeah. And they're really, really rare because, I mean, how do you acquire a human skull? Yeah. But I have seen them at oddity shops. Yeah. It's it's weird. I don't particularly... Like, I collect dead things, but I don't ever want, like, a human skull in my house. I find that a little bit odd. You're like, I'll take every every dead thing in this world except a human. <laughs> it's just, like, there's a line. Because at least with the animals, I know, like, they died naturally and they're they're just preserved. Whereas, like, why do you have a human skull? <laughs> Grave robbers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where my head goes. Or, like, did you kill it? Like, what happened? This was my Aunt Betsy. So... Yeah, and also my animals go to charity. Whenever I buy, money gets donated into the reservation that I buy it from. Exactly. So I can't donate to humans if they're dead. <laughs> There's like those um, um, those body farms. Those, Pardon me? Yeah, so these they're like human body farms, and you can like donate your dead body like before you die you can donate yourself so when you die you get sent there, and these body farms are they like test your body in like different situations and like scenarios like they're legitimate like this is an actual thing and so like sometimes they'll put like the dead body out in like a certain temperature just to see the effects on the body and then do scientific what work the on it fuck? yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's wild so maybe they're coming from there maybe <laughs> question mark it's just like a huge lab and they like just do t- you know how like you can like donate your body to like science it's like that it's it's like that it's like a certain branch of science wow and you get like you can be like your body can be put in a car and like lit on fire like your dead body like just to see what happens just a like you know? science man it's just science it's crazy wow yeah i'm gonna do an episode on body farms one day so it's in it's in the back of my brain please do because that fucking wow it's, it's mind-blowing it's crazy so sam actually failed to make this business on like work unfortunately and ended up selling the home which went through plenty of owners in the time up until 18 or sorry up until the time 1984 so a lot of owners only lasted a year in the home and then michael davinko bought the home in 1984 so he was judy garland's husband i think it was oh, like cool. her fifth husband and like last husband before, before she passed away um he spent a lot of money making like huge renovations and he actually got some of like original um furniture like he bought original furniture to the home and brought it back into the house oh cool yeah but he did end up selling the home in 1994 um it was on the market for quite a while and left vacant until it was bought in 1999 by michelle hamburger 
Um, she tried to restore the home to its original state. Um, but in 1999, a fire broke out in the castle. A man was found inside the castle while it was burning and firemen were able to like pull him out. And this guy was actually charged and convicted with setting the fire. And this fire destroyed pretty much like the full fourth floor. Um, the man said he set this fire because the house was evil and it told him to. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yo, I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's still standing, you guys. Did he have any relation to the home or was he just like... No. He no was just walking by and he's like, must burn it down. Yeah. Must burn it down. It wow. Yeah. There isn't too much history on him, but the fact that he did get charged for it. Um, yeah. So a lady named Helen who lived in the castle in the 1980s, she said that she was pushed down the stairs multiple times while living there. Yeah. She also... I thought of my mom. <laughs> Sheila cannot live in this home because she will break all of her limbs. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> she also said her husband heard babies crying inside the walls of the castle. Apparently she used a recorder and put it like inside... I don't know if it was, like, inside of a closet or, like, actually inside the wall. But um, she did something like that. And they ended up getting, like, kind of an argument happening. Like, they kind of heard arguing on the recorder. Like, multiple voices? Yeah. And then a kid crying. And then it sounded like someone got slapped. Wow. Yeah. Um, In 1970, a lady was interviewed about the Franklin Castle. And in the 1930s, she was a nurse there um, when it was, like, that that socialite group house Mm -hmm. thing and she was in the castle aiding to an attorney she was just nursing him back to health i have no idea why (laughs) she said at night she would hear small children crying and like to this day she would never step foot back into that home. that's terrifying yeah the scariest part about that is like people like us who are childless is like can you imagine like moving into this house being like ah just Beautiful. my big castle no children and then you have like ghost babies keeping up all night anyways <laughs> you know like i don't need any children i have ghost babies <laughs> at least you don't have to pay I for ch- the college fair yeah <laughs> i will take that ghost babies are cheaper <laughs> um so currently it's owned by a company named norton records um it's like two partners out in like europe um and they might be like they have like future plans to kind of turn it into a store or like there's also rumors that it's going to be like a three family like dwelling so they're going to kind of like separate the castle and make it into like a family dwelling i hate that i know but it's not currently open to the public um this place was investigated by ghost adventures and oh was it yeah earlier in the year that's cool yeah um but it is so fun it's absolutely terrifying it's what from my research and like the shit i like videos i watched and stuff there's not many because most people don't go into it or aren't allowed to go into it but it's absolutely crazy you should send me some so i can be spooky tonight yeah just watch ghost <laughs> adventures because it's fucked i should i still haven't found the joe exotic one oh or i haven't God, watched I it yet same um but yeah that is the haunted franklin spooky. castle i think the, he did the it. scariest part to me is the ghost babies for sure yeah <laughs> Cause like uh, I think he did too because the if the spirits are all so so restless, restless yeah yeah and he was the only one who like didn't die mm-hmm. there you know what I mean yeah like he died but like not in there and yeah then some people say that um, the house itself was cursed so when they built it it kind of like cursed the family and that's why everyone was kind of dying so it wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. the hands of 
hands. <laughs> Could it be like one of those things where like, oh my god, the cat just scared the shit out of me. I hate my animals. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I love my animals. Um, I could be wrong, but is it Amityville where he like, like the the guy gets like possessed kind of yeah. and then kills his family? Yeah. Like maybe it's that kind of vibe where the house drives him to do it? Yeah, exactly. Creepy. It could be. It. I love a good old classic haunted house. Yeah, it's kind of, it is really creepy and the Franklin Castle is well known and I wish it could be open to the public, but it's not. And if it goes up for sale, I'm going to fucking buy it. Does it still have the gargoyles outside? I think so, yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah. I'm going to Google it. It's really, really creepy, especially since um, the time it was vacant and, like, with the fires, they kind of boarded up the window, so it made it look even creepier. Yeah. <laughs> so. Perfect. <laughs> Prime aesthetic. Uh, that's exactly my... That's what I want my future house to look like, boarded up windows and all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking. <laughs> so with that, I guess... Murder. Murder. Death. Yay. More murder, I um, guess. If mine was a murder. Yours well, yeah, here's kind of well an alleged murder. An alleged allegedly. I mean I mean he's not gonna come Can't back get from the hundreds, I was gonna say. <laughs> His family died off. I and I know that for a fact. So you're so funny. <laughs> the bloody murderer. <laughs> <laughs> so um obviously Spooktober is over and I'm a little bit bummed. So I picked a case that had quite a twist in it, just so I feel you know, a little bit better again. Um, it's a weird way so- to feel better. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm going to let you know a secret. I ain't normal, girl. <laughs> You're morbid and I love it. Uh, uh, so this story starts when 24-year-old Shannon Gilbert went missing on May 1st, 2010. Uh, Shannon worked as an escort, although her big dream was to one day be, uh, become a singer. Uh, according to her family, she was very intelligent and driven and had just enrolled in uh, school to take, like, writing classes Good to learn her. how to, like, write her songs and stuff. Yeah. Um, I wanted to add that in because, like, sex, uh, sex work's so, like, stigmatized. It's like, oh, they're all just, like burnouts and you know not going anywhere like it's a job yeah you know and the only reason why the government hates it is because they can't fucking tax it so amen sis amen i actually do know uh, a few sex workers who do pay taxes though it's it's a thing it can be done um and and they do do it so fuck you (laughs) yeah uh, with that so um shannon had a driver named michael pack who would take her to and from clients homes which i think is really smart and safe yeah um unfortunately it did not save her life in this case um michael had taken her to a location in oak beach long island to meet with a new client named joseph brewer oak beach is kind of like a gated rich people community that's um along a main road the main road is called ocean parkway mm-hmm. and this parkway is connected to gilgo beach and gilgo state park along with like several other beaches so just i'm gonna post a picture of a map because i had a hard time trying to understand (laughs) this so it's basically like a long strip of land um surrounded by oceans on like both sides and it's just like a road and then like the little communities go off the road so it's literally like you could walk into a different community like across the street okay um so i had to explain that because you'll you'll understand and where was it again (laughs) sorry where was it again long island so like new york new york is that new york oh my god i think so yeah long uh, island new york not very good at geography long island medium and she has a new york accent so obviously it's new York. (laughs) right genius i know brilliant (laughs) (laughs) um fun off-topic story i originally took uh i went to school for music business management and my dream was to become a tour manager or like work on warp tour or something like that and uh then i took my tour management class and realized i couldn't name a single fucking state on the map and i failed tour management so that's why i work in sales and marketing now (laughs) (laughs) that's the exact reason because you guys have too many fucking states (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys made me fail. You know what's, <laughs> like, you have a map, though. Like, you don't need to know states. You have a map. That's exactly it. I never understood why we had to memorize the map. I'm like, am I going to, like, be stranded without my phone somewhere on tour? Yeah. Like, like, we all, um, like, we always have calculators now, so. Yeah. And, uh you know on that note i'm like tired and crusty and old now so i don't think i'm cut out for tour management anyways it all worked out for the best (laughs) (laughs) i digress uh sometime during this meeting uh so when shannon was with her client shannon made a frantic call to 911 that lasted approximately 22 minutes she kept screaming at the operator saying quote they're trying to kill me and i want to emphasize the word there they are meaning multiple people yeah um so the operator tried to get her uh, location, but uh, Shannon wouldn't answer. She just kept repeating, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. Um, and I don't know why they couldn't pinpoint her location. I thought that 22 minutes was enough to, like, pinpoint it. So. Um, but I did read an interview with the 911 operator, and apparently uh, she kept saying that she was near Jones Beach. And Jones Beach is the first beach along that highway, but she was actually closer to Gilgo Beach. So that's another reason why they couldn't okay locators because she like gave her she gave the wrong area but it was like close enough that they should have found her i don't know messy um so the this 911 operator also said that shannon sounded like she was in some sort of psychotic state or uh, possibly drug-induced psychosis he said that she wasn't really making sense okay um after this call shannon then ran away from the house and knocked on the doors of a couple of neighbors two of them tried to help her and called 911 however shannon ran when they told her they were alerting the police um, her driver, her driver Michael, was also driving the area looking for her in his SUV. By the time the police arrived, she was nowhere to be found. Officers had assumed that she had found her driver and took off because he wasn't in the area anymore. He was driving around looking for her. Uh, so no further searching was done. That that was it. They <laughs> went home. They're just like, you know what? Maybe she's gone. So you, I'm just going to go to bed. Yeah. That wow. was literally it. Um, unfortunately, she was not with her driver. Um, she did not show up ever again. Um, this disappearance was not looked into right away. And this is actually something that's quite common in cases involving sex workers, unfortunately. Um, they just kind of like give up on missing sex workers for some reason. It's like, oh, they're probably just walking the street somewhere else. It's fucking disgusting. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so Shannon's mother, Mary Gilbert, however, would not rest until she found her daughter. She was persistent and regularly hounded the police, begging them to search for her missing daughter. Finally, in December 2010, so months you know she went missing in may imagine i can't having, count imagine having to beg the police to help to find your daughter, your daughter? like yeah. can you just it's do baffling your to me yeah. it's baffling and that this is only the tip of the disgusting iceberg i actually yell a little bit later on i'm, I'm gonna get <laughs> mad i guarantee i'll get mad oh yeah oh yeah i got quite <laughs> mad reading this um so in december 2010 that's may like seven months after she went missing uh police obliged and began a search in the marshy area surrounding oak beach um so where they're searching is now called gilgo beach mm-hmm. um and i had to look up the meaning because i was saying it gilgo in my head but it sounded funny but it's that's how you say it is gilgo, gilgo. beach <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't take them long to find something but what they found blew everyone involved in the case out of the water on december 11th 2010 a body was found by a cadaver dog good boy i wrote good boy i'm so funny <laughs> <laughs> um so a body was found by a cadaver dog several feet north of ocean parkway along gilgo beach about four miles west of oak beach however this body was not shannon oh 
Days later, on December 13th, 2010, three more bodies had been discovered very close to the first one. What the fuck? Two of the bodies had been wrapped in burlap sacks, and all three were believed to be females in various stages of de- uh, decomposition. None of these bodies were Shannon either. So we're at four bodies, no Shannon. I was like, we have a serial killer, you guys. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Uh, through DNA analysis, these four victims were identified as Amber Lynn Costello, Maureen Brainard Barnes, Megan Waterman, and Melissa Bartholomew, all in their 20s, all working as escorts. Are you seeing a pattern here? I think I'm I'm seeing a pattern. I'm seeing a pattern here. (laughs) We're doing the cop job. We see a pattern. (laughs) When Melissa's body, so one of the the four victims I've mentioned, when Melissa's body was identified, it was revealed to investigators that someone had made six phone calls to her younger sister from her cell phone after she had gone missing. The caller never stayed on the line long enough to get an exact location, but investigators were able to place them somewhere in midtown Manhattan. The caller would threaten Amanda, who is the younger sister, with violent and sexual threats. They never found this caller, but they were using the dead girl's phone, so we're just going to assume that they were the killer. Yeah. Um, investigators kept searching along this ocean parkway and they kept finding more and more bodies in march 2011 one body was found in april another three bodies were discovered this discovery in april however kind of threw investigators for a loop um the bodies were dismembered uh one plastic bag allegedly only contained a single human head um most disturbing of all a small female toddler was discovered wrapped (gasps) in a blanket um dna would later link the baby to another body found one that the police had nicknamed peaches because she had a tattoo of a peach on her body um the mother and child were found miles apart but both in the same general area like gilgo beach um i believe this peaches was also later identified as another sex worker um oh my god so her and her daughter were were both killed that that one fucked me up a little bit yeah that's about right um, Sorry, I should have put a warning there. Um, Only a few days after that discovery, two more sets of remains were found 40 feet from the main road that leads into the Gilgo Beach area. And they're all in the same area. Like, what the fuck is going on? All in the same area. Like, when when you see a map, you'll see, like, how... Like, it's not... It's a small area, kind of. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's it's all very close together, but, like, it's very obvious that someone just, like, drove up and down the road and just kind of, like, dumped bodies willy-nilly. Okay. Um... Uh, shortly after this, police expanded their search into nearby Nassau County, I think I said that right, and began conducting underwater searches for evidence as well. At this point, a total of 10 different sets of remains had been found, but none belonged to Shannon. It was becoming apparent to everyone involved that they had a serial killer on their hands. Um, There was some debate back and forth. At one point, police said that they believed that it was three different serial killers because of... um, there was the baby that was found. There was a man that was found, and they thought that that was like and the dismembering sort of yeah. And but they uh, they ended up backtracking on that and saying that they believed it was just one person. And mm-hmm. I also believe it was just one person. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, throughout the search, six more bodies had been found uh, in various stages of dismemberment and decomposition. Some of the remains were just skeletal, meaning that they had been dead for quite some time. Um, however, these bodies were never identified by DNA, so six of the victims still remained Jane Doe's, but most, uh, actually almost all of them fit the same description of being young female sex workers. Uh, however, uh, I found this one very interesting. One set of remains was said to be a transgendered woman. Uh, this woman had her teeth knocked out of her skull and appeared to be violently beaten prior to her death, uh, something that the other victims didn't have very obvious signs of. Uh, my thought here is that the killer realized the victim was transgender and 
and had a violent reaction to it. Okay. Uh, was not very happy with it. Uh, and that's why I think that this poor woman was killed differently than the others. Okay. Um, that's heartbreaking. Oh, my God. There's just yeah, so was, many people. There's just so many so, women. We're at 16 people. One was a man, which that one was interesting to me. I couldn't figure out why there was a man. Like, only one. Okay. Only one. Maybe um, he was, like, one of the drivers, and he just happened to see what was going on. Oh, that's something I didn't think about. That's a good one. And just got caught up in it, so. Yeah. Um, I, I have another theory. I'll say it later on, because I don't want to get spoil things, but I have I have another little theory I just thought of right now, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a couple more interesting discoveries were made during this time. So, we're going to time travel a little bit here. Bear with me. Way back in 1996, a couple had found a pair of severed legs wrapped in plastic while out for a walk in Davis Park. Um, I was stupid and didn't look up where davis park is but it's somewhere in long island um a dna profile had been made but a match was never found so investigators from this case in 1996 called the police in long island when this new investigation started coming out and suggested running the dna uh from the legs against some of the new victims that were discovered and there was a match um so the remains still have not been positive positively id'd or given a name but it was confirmed that these legs found in 1996 belong to a body that was discovered in 2010 Holy so shit. whoever was doing this has been doing this for quite some time yeah um the second discovery revolves around another victim who had been named jane doe number six in this case uh back in the year 2000 a couple of hunters had discovered parts of a body again a dna profile was made but no match was found in 2011 investigators again confirmed that more body parts found in this current investigation matched those back in 2000 but the victim remained identified until may of 2020 just this year police positively identified the remains as valeria mack who was an escort from philadelphia who had been missing for 20 years um just like shannon she was only 24 years old at the time uh again she was a sex worker as well and they all kind of were similar like they were all petite they were all pretty they were all brunette like they all fit the same uh what's the word i'm looking for the same description Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so it started to become clear to investigators that whoever was responsible for these current murders uh has been doing it since at least 1996 yeah um in may of 2011 time traveling again it was heavily rumored that two new york police uh department officers were under investigation for these murders but these claims were denied in an official statement released on may 15th but that speculation kind of always hung around that the police were involved and we're gonna find out more in a bit okay um all of these bodies found all of these connections made and there was still no sign of shannon gilbert uh, in June 2011, the families of all of the victims gathered to hold a v- uh, vigil in remembrance of the victims. Um, they shared prayers and they hoped that Shannon would soon be found so her family could also have the same closure that they had. Uh, shortly after this, a $25,000 reward was offered for any information that could lead to the discovery of Shannon or the killer. Um Finally, on December 5th, 2011, this is where I start to get pissed off, Shannon's case was officially reopened. So this whole time, her case was closed. Oh, they because had just, they were like, ah, she's yeah. gone. So they found this, like, when they found the first body, it became its own investigation, like the, the Gilgo Beach investigation, and they had just not given a shit about Shannon. Like, okay. they were looking in that area, but not specifically for, for her. her. Her case was still considered closed. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So they reopened it over a year later 
And uh, the search for her officially began. Um, so I can't believe that she sparked this whole investigation. Like her disappearance was the whole reason they went out there and looked. And she was still one of the last ones to be thought of by police. Um, again, I go into a little rant here about the blatant lack of respect for uh, missing or abused sex workers. Um, one officer actually put out a statement saying, uh, I didn't get an exact quote because I was so mad, but it was something along the lines of, quote, at least they were only prostitutes. I'm sorry. Pardon me. Yeah. I just, I kind of lost my shit reading that. Um, some of these women were mothers. They were daughters. They were sisters. All They're of their human. families spoke very highly of them. And this this police officer had the audacity to say they were only prostitutes. <sighs> I'm adding him to my list of people I want to beat up. <sighs> Anyways, back That's to the case. Absolutely rattling. Um, so on December 13th, 2011, the Gilbert family finally got the closure they were looking for. Shannon's body was found in the marshy area of Gilgo Beach, not far from where she had gone missing well over a year before. She was found face up in shallow water with her belongings sort of scattered around her. Uh, sorry, scattered around her. This is important to note because the official cause of death given by investigators at the time was drowning, which they <laughs> alleged she did face up with her nose and mouth, not in the water. Wow. These cops are doing a very good job. Yeah. Yeah. So um, understandably, the Gilbert family hired their own uh, private investigator and had a private autopsy done. Good. And these findings had revealed that Shannon had most likely been strangled to death and placed in that location, judging by how her items were sort of tossed around her. Um what is it called? The autopsy person? What are they called? The coroner. Yeah. So the private coroner also noted that he wanted to get soil samples um, from where she was found because you could tell if a body uh, like decomposed in that spot or something based on the soil. But okay. police at the time didn't collect soil samples. Why so he had they? nothing to compare it to. But his like the the private coroner, his best hunch is that she was placed there after she had died. Okay. Just by the way she was placed and the way everything was kind of like thrown around her. Um, and she definitely did not drown. There's no way she drowned. Yeah. Um, the cops are real fishy. I mean, they're yeah. cops are kind of trash anyways, but like they're real fishy in this one. Th here. This case is really fishy. Yeah. We'll see why in a bit. Um, the autopsy also reported that no drugs had been found in Shannon's system, meaning that the screaming on the phone was not some sort of drug fueled rage as the 911 operator alleged, but genuine fear. That made me really sad because yeah. the guy was just like, oh, she's just done drugs in a hooker. And no, she was literally running Terrified. for her life at that time. Yeah. Um, so the official cause of death was later changed to undetermined and remains that way today. What? Um, yep. Yeah, so officially, I don't think it's considered a murder case. I think it's just one of those like suspicious death cases. Yeah. Really happy. Yeah. Um, after the discovery of Shannon's remains, the, Suff the Suffolk County Police Department, who had been in control of this Gilgo Beach investigation from day one, suddenly closed their investigations. They withdrew from the search and ceased cooperation with the FBI. Officials at this time had actually denied that Shannon's death was connected to the other Gilgo Beach murders, even though she fit the victim's description perfectly, was found in the same area, went missing in the same area, but not connected. Um, Shannon's family remained vigilant, hosting several press conferences, hoping that uh, someone could give them a real answer as to what actually happened to their daughter. Speculation began to grow that perhaps the police were covering up the real story with their undetermined cause of death ruling. Uh, with so many bodies found in the area and such obvious signs of a serial killer, why were they so quick to say Shannon's death wasn't tied to the others? Um, the family urged the police to release Shannon's 911 call to the public, hoping it would spark some tips, but the police didn't end up doing that. Of course um, they didn't. Why would they? Of course not. The closest they came to a suspect was a resident 
uh, of the Oak Beach community. And I do want to say um, the driver and her client that night were they were not suspects, but they were people of interest and they were fully cleared. So they had nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, actually, the 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 client had put out a statement saying that he just like hopes the police do their job and like figure out what happened. And like he, he seems like he, you know is innocent perhaps yeah um, like he had nothing really nothing to do with it yeah um his neighbor said that he was like a sex addict though and he like regularly had um uh escorts over at his house so it wasn't like a weird thing that she was there or anything but i don't i don't think he he killed her i don't think he killed any of these people okay um so the closest they came to an actual suspect was uh, a resident of the oak beach community where shannon had gone to see her client this guy's name is peter hackett Peter was a former surgeon for the Suffolk County Police Department, the same department who had just pulled out of investigations. And some of the bodies were dismembered, and you're a surgeon. Hmm. 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 I love that you picked that up. That's so cute. Thanks. Hashtag little crew time, true crime things. Crew, crew, crew Chimes time. is the new Space Dookie. <laughs> I've done that like three times lately. <laughs> Um, so two days after Shannon had disappeared, Peter Hackett called Shannon's mother and said, what the quote, fuck? I run a home for wayward girls. When questioned about the call, Peter initially denied that he ever contacted Mary, but phone records would reveal that he did call her twice, actually. Um, as his guilt grew, Peter wrote a letter to 48 Hours Mystery, like the, the fucking TV show, yeah. <laughs> in 2011, saying that he did call Shannon's mother, but that he had never met or even seen Shannon. Um, I'm going to remind you guys here about the other victim, Melissa, who I had mentioned earlier, and how her sister had also received strange phone calls after her death. Oh, shit, yeah. Yup. So the rumor in the neighborhood was that Peter would allegedly bring these, quote, wayward girls in, administer sedatives to them and try to take them away for their life of sex work because he is some sort of godlike savior and sex workers apparently need saving. Um, This was never confirmed, but the Gilbert family did end up filing a wrongful death lawsuit against Peter Hackett based on these claims. Um, They and their lawyer, John Ray, claim that the Suffolk County Police Department are covering up for their old pal Peter and that they know he's the Gilgo Beach serial killer. If you think about it, this theory actually really works. Um, Of the identified victims, more than half are confirmed sex workers. Um, There were several unidentified victims, but chances were that they were, quote, wayward as well, considering they were not in the system and no one has come to claim their bodies. Okay. So I'm going to assume that they either didn't have a permanent address, maybe were also sex workers, uh, were abandoned by their families, for lack of a better term, because they were not anywhere. No one came to claim them. There's, I think, six total that were never identified. Okay. Um, so they were all, quote, wayward. And in Peter's eyes, all of these people needed saving. And I personally believe he tried to do that and, and obviously failed. Um, so I don't think that he was necessarily taking them in to murder them. I th- I don't know how to word this properly. I think he was taking them in with the idea of, like, I'm going to save them. But then, like whatever he did to quote save them ended up killing Killing them them. you know what i mean like he thought he was doing a good thing kind of thing by like criminal minds episode by like cutting (laughs) their arms off and their limbs off i i would like to know if that was done post-mortem because in my theory that was done post-mortem i think that i think that he accidentally killed these people like i don't think he went out like hunting to kill kind of thing but i think he was just so fucked up that he thought he was saving them and ended up like killing them if that okay. makes sense it does make sense yeah yeah i think he did it for sure but i don't 
I think he's like like I said like a Criminal Minds episode where they like something's wrong and they like think they're doing the right thing but they're not actually but they're not doing it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So Peter Hackett eventually moved out of the Oak Beach area and nothing came from these suspicions. The case remains unsolved to this day. Um, Only one small update has been made. In January 2020, authorities released an image of a belt with the letters WH or HM on it. Um, They're unsure of the actual letters because like if you post like flip it upside down, it looks different like because w and m are very close i guess um side note my initials are hm this is not my belt i just want to get that out there (laughs) Um, (laughs) i don't wear belts um authorities believe this uh belt belonged to the killer but they said that he didn't wear it but that he quote handled it they didn't elaborate on it but this makes me think that it was used as some sort of weapon uh, whether it be strangulation or like whip style so In a strange twist, Shannon's mother, Mary, was found murdered in her home in 2019. Uh, Shannon's sister, Sarah, was charged with the murder. Holy fuck. Uh, It's alleged that she had been suffering from uh, schizophrenia for several years. In the months leading up to this murder, she had killed her own puppy and brought her eight-year-old son into the woods with a knife, telling people she was going to, quote, put him to death. Mary took custody of the boy shortly after this and tried her best to help her last living daughter, but apparently she was just too far gone. Uh, While this is a very open and closed case, there are rumors that Mary was killed to keep her quiet about her daughter's case and that Sarah's mental illness was just a convenient cover-up. This is just kind of like a rumor in the neighborhood. I don't know how seriously to take it, Um, but with Sarah's history, it wouldn't surprise me if she had done it. It seems that she her outbursts were violent um so the family's lawyer put out a statement shortly after mary's death saying that they will not stop fighting until the gilgo beach serial killer is found and put behind bars um i hope for the sake of mary's spirit this happens in the near future i would love again to see some ancestor dna type shit happen but as of right now the gilgo beach serial killer is still at large yeah that's absolutely terrifying yeah and it makes me happy that the lawyers aren't giving up just because she passed away. Yeah. Well, yes, I like that. And I like that they're they're still um, avidly looking for it. I didn't want to get too much into it because I don't want a three-hour episode. But so the case has been handed off to, like, several different uh, lead investigators at this point. And yeah. the one leading it now is a woman. Yeah. And she, she has uh, said, like her job now is to fix the fuck-ups from the last group who did it she's like i'm not i'm not going to sugarcoat anything like they fucked up like this was not done well yeah not properly investigated i'm gonna fix it so i have high hopes i would like to see this one solved um and i hope that shannon's resting well i feel very bad that she was the whole reason any of these these victims were found and she was just like blatantly ignored by the piece so shannon i got you girl that's so sad i'm actually yeah. heartbroken and that's crazy. And support your local sex worker, okay? Yeah. They're human, too. Yeah, that's just really sad. I'm really bummed out. Sorry, I just it was a bummer case. I, cannot, <laughs> I just can't believe how long it went on for and no one found it. And, like, in the 1996, when they found the legs, they're just like, oh, it's legs. That's it. Yeah. We're not going to search they just, the area. They just, like, kept oh. them. <laughs> Put them in the freezer. We'll, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Fucking 16 years later. It's like, insane. It's it's also baffling that someone has been getting away with it for that long. And um, still I find possibly it, getting away with mur- more murder. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that um, once the investigation started taking off, there's there's no new bodies being found. Yeah. So whoever it was clearly fled the area. Um, and whether or not they're killing else. it in another area, yeah, we don't know. 
maybe they stopped maybe they died we don't know but i would like to see them put away because this case bothered me yeah the and, end. and also her <laughs> police phone call she said they are trying to kill me so that, that's what was interesting to me so there's um there's a theory that uh peter hackett um his wife and i can't remember if his kid was a daughter or son but his kid were like compliant and like okay like part of this um because apparently when they like went to go do interviews she like slammed the door on them and like told them to fuck off and stuff and she was like i mean i I would understand wanting to protect your husband but the the town rumor is that they were in on his fucked up shit that he was doing yeah like they knew about Um, it so that was my theory with they that case was absolutely crazy yeah i i thought it was interesting that it went from like a quote simple missing persons case to now 16 bodies on the same stretch of land yeah. like it's absolutely mind wild that it like went unnoticed for that long and obviously cops are trash so here we are <laughs> <laughs> every episode we just get more and more better <laughs> yeah we do i mean if you give us these tales we're gonna get more bitter i'm sorry yeah just do your job y'all <laughs> so if you want to come be bitter with us because <laughs> i know you guys do <laughs> We have Instagram. It's a spooky, oh, spooky. It's a spooky. Yeah, spooky. <laughs> it's a spooky hour podcast. You can find us on Twitter at spooky hour, and we have a Gmail. It's the spooky hour podcast six 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 at gmail dot com. That's it. Dog That's it, man. Come be better with us. Yeah, come eat Halloween well, leftover Halloween candy. Oh my God, you guys! It's Monday, and there's sh- Halloween candy should be on sale. Oh heck yeah! Yeah. Oh, I got. I forgot to tell you. You know the Pillsbury cookies, not the ones with the ghosts on it, but the pumpkin spice ones? Yeah, yeah. 94 cents. Yes. Killing it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually going to check when I go this weekend for groceries to see if there's more. I gotta love it. Here for it. But yeah, we hope you guys loved Spooktober as much as we did. I already miss it and can't wait for next year. I agree. And then... We're going to do some sort of spooky christmas thing i don't know how we're gonna do it i have a couple cases in mind that are like it's not christmas themed it's more so that it just happened at christmas yes you meant like a christmas themed murder <laughs> the santa killer <laughs> do, do, do. i mean there's clown killer so there could be a santa killer you have no idea i'd believe it i would um actually fun fact i don't know if i said it in my jean Monnet ramsey episode i don't think i did i think i left it out because i thought it was weird but um there was a rumor that the guy who played santa at their christmas party killed her really yeah because he like he like had an affinity for her and like kept telling her to sit on his lap and stuff like that um so yeah there was a rumor at the time that he did it so santa could be a murderer he could be a murderer he could sorry kiddos (laughs) i don't think i don't think santa did it okay (laughs) still sorry kiddos if you're listening (laughs) oh my god you should not be letting your children listen to us we're terrible no i told you we're childless there's a reason for it with that have a great week guys yeah and we'll see you next week stay spooky stay spooky bye bye